Hello everybody. I hope you're having a great day. Now before we get into today's episode, I have a little favor I need to ask of you. Now this favor is probably only going to take about a minute of your time, so I would appreciate it if you could do this for me. I put a lot of time into these podcasts and it's something I'm very passionate about, so I appreciate any bit of support that I can get. So, today's favor is, could you scroll down and under this podcast and go to ratings and reviews and give me a five-star rating and leave me a sweet little review, something I'm going to read, you know, that'll show your support to the podcast. If you're getting any value out of the podcast or any value out of me, just let me know. You know, you can share the podcast with your friends, post it on your social media, whatever. Any bit of support helps me grow the podcast and I will appreciate it so, so much. Anyways, guys, on to this week's episode. Welcome, welcome back to the Skies of Limit podcast, a podcast based around showing you that anything you set your mind to is possible. I'm your host, Lucas Aylward. Now, guys, before I introduce today's guest, I just had a couple things I wanted to say again. That is, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you do enjoy today's episode and you get any kind of value out of it, please do me a little favor and just share it with a friend. You know, pass it along to somebody and say, hey, I checked out this podcast today. thought it was pretty awesome. I think you could benefit from listening to this and send it over to them. Let's spread it to the next set of ears and let's try to get this built out organically. And that's what my goal is with this podcast is to motivate as many people as possible. And with your guys' help with sharing the podcast, it would really mean the world to me to get more people listening. Now, on to today's guest. Today's guest is my friend Kikoa Mac. He is an Instagram marketer slash social media growth expert. He has 130k followers and climbing on Instagram, which is pretty impressive. He's a fitness influencer, so he's really into fitness and inspiring people with the fitness niche. He's actually helped over 50 fitness clients or fitness personalities grow their fitness brands and their social medias. He also has a gaming channel with 40,000 subscribers. He has affiliate uh, sponsorships with multiple brands such as Jed North, Cartier, Daniel Wellington, and he's actually actually done work with Kino Body before. Now, I've personally been a part of the Kino Body community since around 2015. I got really into the intermittent fasting, and I really look up to Greg, and I think what he's doing is, is amazing, and he's really changing the fitness industry. So I think it's pretty amazing that Kakoa had an opportunity to be a part of that. So anyways, without further ado, introducing Kakoa Mac. How's it going, man? It is going fantastic, Lucas. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to get this done, man. You got a lot under your belt that I want to chat with you about. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I know you know you're big, big into fitness, into modeling, and into marketing. Like you definitely got this massive triple threat going on, which is pretty awesome. I wanted to get started right into fitness because I know fitness myself. That was something that was really big with me growing up. So I want to chat about with you what really got you into fitness to lead you to where you are today. Yeah, um, great question. So. I have to say it mainly kind of started with baseball because I, I played baseball for about 14 years and I was thinking of playing in college. So I probably got to be my junior year. And so I'm actually a year younger from my grade. So right now I'm 19 going to my junior year of college and the majority of people are either 20 or 21. So I kind of lacked the size that a lot of other guys had. And to play baseball in college, I mean, I'm, I'm 5'11", so probably had to be around 200 pounds. 
Um, so I really got into fitness to kind of bulk up and have a chance at playing baseball, but didn't really learn kind of what I needed to do um, in time to make it and like be the size that I needed to be in time for college. But I, I kind of fell in love with the process, fell in love with kind of seeing change that you can make with the proper discipline, proper diet, proper um, exercise and nutrition and just like everything like that. Um, so I think that's that's kind of what got me into kind of the workout um, routines, kind of bodybuilding um, esque style of, of things. Um, and as cheesy as it sounds, it was funny. Um, I would I would watch these like motivational like workout videos from like mm-hmm. David Laid and like, like all these other kind of huge huge guys, John Skywalker, um, Jeff Jeff Said. I'm not, yeah, the not aesthetic sure. guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, like the aesthetic legacy. Like that's what it was. Um, and, and they were cheesy videos, but like, it would get me to like, go to the gym, like kind of pursue like that physique. And while a lot of people think it is more like douchey or kind of just all about like the aesthetics, I, I feel like it really taught me a lot because you, because in order to get to that point, you really do have to make sacrifices. You have to Mm -hmm. discipline with what you're eating all the time. You have to, um, even if it's like one in the morning, like I would, like one in the morning on a school day, I would go to the gym, which is 24 seven and get a workout in if I, if I didn't have, um, the opportunity to do it earlier in the day. So honestly, it wasn't great for sleep, but I, I had a goal in mind, um, of where I wanted to be, uh, with my physique and stuff like that. And I think that's really kind of what pushed me, um, into doing that fell in love with the process. And I mean, with, with business stuff that you do, you have to make sacrifices there. And I feel like a lot of the discipline that you learn um, through fitness and through working out and even bodybuilding, especially bodybuilding, I guess, that, that translates to many other aspects of life. And I think that's that's the main takeaway and kind of why I pursued it um, as much as I have, just because of what it's taught me. And um, it's helped me grow confidence for sure, helped kind of transition into this whole Instagram marketing influence life as pretty much whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, it, I, I think that's that's really the main reason why I jumped into fitness. And um, I think that's why a lot of people kind of do it and pursue it. So you're a massive fitness influencer now. You have 130K followers. So you were getting into the gym and you got really disciplined and you're working really hard at the gym. So when did the Instagram come into it? Were you like documenting everything while you were working out or did it kind of come into play after? Um, yeah, great question uh, again. Yeah. Um, so I started the Instagram probably about a year ago, um, really started working out probably say two and a half years ago. I, I started like junior year of high school, so about four years ago, um, but kind of was off and on for about a year and a half and then really started pursuing it. Um, and I got to the point just where I was kind of happy with where I was at and like like kind of mentioned before, I was watching all these like motivational videos. So I wanted to inspire other people um, to kind of get off the couch and go out there and, um, kind of pursue, I guess, the physique or build, build, build something that they're proud of and mm-hmm. then help them increase their confidence. Um, so that was, that was definitely, um, kind of my initial thoughts getting into it. Um, and now I've probably more motivated or I've probably transitioned more to the whole social media marketing aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but, but it is still cool to kind of keep the Instagram going on the side, um, work with sponsors like here and there. Um, 
and and still have a have a positive impact on people and um, I try to be as genuine as possible um, on my page I know social media can be kind of a facade sometimes but try to keep it as genuine as possible and if people have questions about like working out or like what lifts or like what protein or how they put on muscle mass like I try to be there and um, assist them as much as I can and I think it's it's cool to to help people and to inspire people and reading messages here and there um, about how I've inspired or mm -hmm. um, help someone change their life like um, is cool and it's rewarding and I feel like that's the main motivation to keep like to continue actually posting so yeah so to get to 130k that's just not by fluke you obviously know what you're doing and you know what it takes to reach that point in time so you know what was that whole process like deciding you know what to do and what to post and you know how to engage with people to get it to 130k like where did you kind of start learning those tactics and those secrets to growing so big yeah yeah for sure um so i've always kind of had a passion for like seo and like social media marketing and kind of putting myself out there um because first started with like that when i was like 14 with youtube how to do research on like seo keywords tagging all that and how to get your videos to pop and and with instagram it was it was a little different because i saw all these like shout out pages running um like ads for all these people um so i kind of developed my own strategy um where i kind of built my own kind of community pages shout out pages grew those up and then used those to direct tons of traffic over um to my own page and earlier this year with instagram it was a lot easier because just the algorithm was different um but but we're always adapting and um, it's, there's, there's new strategies now. Um, I think it's cool. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of curated businesses, but, um, it's another, like they partner up with big celebrity brands and they do these like, like massive shout outs for like, I don't know, it's like two, I think it's two to like $20,000 to enter these like, um, influencer promotions. But like, yeah. it's, it's cool to see how people have pivoted over to that. But yeah, that's, um, I, I did research, saw what, saw how people were being successful and then use those strategies to kind of apply them to myself and then um to the clients of my social media agency as well so yeah that was that was definitely how i how i grew a little bit probably about one hundred and ten thousand followers came from that mm -hmm. um pushing out content there and then okay. explore page here and there but i don't know there's the whole shadow banning and random stuff that happens i don't i don't even get instagram algorithm sometimes but <laughs> yeah it's that's, it's that's that's how it is it's so, so. weird so what are like a couple tips that you could give the listeners to uh, grow their personal brand and to work on building the following? Because a lot of people, you know, they just expect the following to come if they post like, you know, <laughs> two or three times a week. They just expect the following to come and they don't really have a theme to their content. They just kind of post whatever they want. So what would you say are the three most important things to kind of implement to actually start growing and snowballing on like a social media platform? Yeah. Um, so I think with Instagram and then even more YouTube, I, I honestly think YouTube is the best platform or even these podcasting platforms to actually develop real genuine connections. Um, so if you're, if, if you're looking to start social media stuff, maybe start Instagram because it's easier to grow on, I'd say, but then slowly trying to transition into YouTube because I feel like that's how you develop gen more genuine connections. 
Um, but I think I think the top three tips. Well, we'll start at number one. Um, is try to be as genuine as possible. Um, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to talk about stuff that you may not share with everyone. Like like people like people connect with people at the end of the day, and they don't want just like a facade. People want you to be genuine to put yourself out there and like if people are commenting on your on your posts or your videos make sure to comment back start start conversation like build connections with these people because mm-hmm. if you're trying to build a personal brand that thrives long term you need to be able to keep these relationships and keep these thriving fans because i don't know there's the there's the thousand true fans thing i'm sure you've heard of it lucas yeah, but yeah um like like if you have a thousand people who truly love you and if they if they spend even a hundred dollars buying your products, whether that's like three shirts or like a pair of shoes from you that you that you brand out or whatever, um, that's a, that's six figures right there. That's six figure income. Um, of course, there's taxes and all that, but like, um, I think building the genuine connection there is the most important thing. And it's really not all about the numbers. It's it's more about how many genuine people who are there who love you for you. Doesn't matter what you're doing, but I think that's super key. Um, so yeah, the tip number one, that was a long extended thing. Yeah, it's good though. It's good. Um, I appreciate it. Um, and then number two, I'd say stick with your niche. So say if you're fitness, stick with fitness. Um, maybe on like, on like Instagram, like throw some personality in on your story. Keep, keep your feed clean, keep it all kind of the same. And, and I also like, if you're doing workouts, like that's great, but like, make sure to like put your face in there somewhere, make sure like you're talking, trying to build connection, um, start conversation and with the captions. I just try to listen and people, like I said, people, people connect with people. So like, um, even if you're doing like a food blogging thing, like maybe even put yourself in there, like with the food and as, as simple as that sounds, like people at the end of the day want to connect with other people. I feel like that helps you develop more of a a brand that people can connect with mm-hmm. staying on niche. It's like for, for you, Lucas, for example, it's like you kind of do like business motivation and like fitness stuff. If you started posting pictures of cars or, or, or just food or like your dog, right? Like every day, like people would kind of lose, they would be confused of, of what you kind of stand for. If that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I'll throw a little, a little comment on that. It's actually funny yeah. that you mentioned because my whole page originally was fitness lifestyle, right? So that's what I grew my page with. I started to kind of sway and kind of get away from fitness and went more lifestyle. And then from lifestyle, I got kind of fashion things coming into play, like different uh, clothing sponsorships and accessories and stuff like that. So then I became lifestyle fashion. So fitness kind of just completely drifted away. So when I started trying to incorporate business and, and motivation and you know podcast content, my engagement and my reach dropped like crazy. Like I was getting like 8,000 reach on average, six, 7,000, 8,000 on average. And it went down to like a thousand at the best. Cause I started to switch up my content and my audience didn't like that <laughs> too well. So yeah, that's exactly. definitely a thing. You stick to your niche and you got to do what you're good at and what you're known for. Right. For sure. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, that's, I think it's a great point right there. And it's like, like you said, the the reaches went down, and it's like people people may have been confused. They're like, I thought this guy posted like fashion and lifestyle, but now it's like different. So it's just like I feel like before you even start, kind of knowing what niche you kind of want to pursue, um, is like super important. 
Um, and if you do want to incorporate other things, that's awesome. It just like be prepared that like most likely the feedback, it may be discouraging or like hard to, hard to switch later on just because people are used to like you posting in a certain niche and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess last point, right? I feel like as basic as this is just like post high quality pictures. Yeah, I see so many people like reaching out to me and they're like, why am I not going on Instagram? Like I'm getting all this traffic, but like are following me. It's just like the pictures are, I, I don't want to say terrible, but like they're, they're terrible. They're like, they're terrible quality. <laughs> like, like just like you like we have iPhones or, or Android or even like you can buy a hundred dollar kind of shit camera and go out and just take a photo. And there's so many free editing apps online. Um, and I feel like in this, in this day and age, if stuff isn't like high quality, people aren't going to, um, receive well for that because like, so the whole social media space is getting saturated and it probably has been saturated for the past couple of years. Yeah. So to stand out, you have to have either really hilarious content that it doesn't matter what the quality, what the video quality is, or if you're trying to get into like fashion, lifestyle, fitness, like it, it's all about. It's all about the professional quality, standing out, eye-catching, eye-catching stuff um, at the end of the day. And, like, you can have all the tra traffic in the world, but if the content's not there or the, the message isn't there, then you just won't grow. Yeah, that's, that's another funny point because I've had, you know, I've had some friends and stuff like that that are not serious about social media whatsoever. They're just, like, small personal pages, 15 photos max, and, you know, maybe I'll shout them out or I'll mention them in a comment, and they... They're like, yo, I didn't get any followers from that. And I'm like, well, look at your page. You got a picture of your dog there, and you got, you know, a couple pictures out partying, and then you got, you know, there's no real theme, so what value are you bringing to somebody? And uh, that's another thing, too, with social media is that I don't know what your opinion is on this, but I find that people look at Instagram like it has to be mutual. So say, for example... So you're you're an account with like a hundred thousand followers. You're providing value. You're putting out like really good videos. Say your fitness niche, and you're doing fitness videos, and you're doing like you know informative content, right? And then you have someone follow you, who's just like someone who's not really taking Instagram seriously. So they follow you, and you don't yeah. follow them back. And then next thing you know, they're they're messaging you, saying all this bad stuff to you because you didn't follow them back. You're like I followed you, you're yeah. supposed to follow me back, and it doesn't make sense to me. So, what's your opinion on on that? Do you feel like me, Instagram is more of like you're either providing value or you're a consumer, or do you feel like it's everyone's equal and everyone should be mutual with each other? It's it's providing value to your consumer. Like if it's your friends, sure, follow them back. Like I have another Instagram page that has like a thousand followers, and that's like my my private kind of thing where I just follow my friends. If if you wouldn't follow your own page, like why would other people, right? Like, I feel like it is about the value you provide. And like, I, I hate those messages that like, people are like, oh, you didn't follow me back. Like what the, like what the fuck, you know? It's uh, I just get moved the wrong way about that. It's like, that's like the one thing that like triggers me about uh, yeah. social media stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, in the nicest way possible, if I don't really like enjoy the page, probably will not, not follow it. If I met them in real life and they're like great person, then yeah, I'll follow them back even if the page isn't great. But like, if I've never met, like, if I've never met you before, like, probably like, I don't know. I just don't really get that. Yeah. Yeah, and this, this man, I have many funny stories about that. I've had people come up to me at the gym and give me dirty looks, and they're like, "What's your problem? You didn't follow me back." And I'm like, "What? Who are you? I didn't know you followed me." And they're like, "Yeah, I followed you yesterday." I'm dude. 
I'm sorry, I didn't see that. I get like, I always get 60, 70 followers per day at the time. And I was like, dude, I didn't see that, dude. Don't be offended. Don't be getting mad at me at, at the gym over this. Like, holy crap. But yeah, it's it's crazy. And then another thing I want to touch on, touch on with you is with like personal branding, I know it's very important. Like it builds authority, right? So when you see an account that has say a thousand followers, you won't take them as serious as someone with like a million, right? Cause a million, you're like, Oh shit, this person's important. They have value. Even if you don't know who they are, you look at that account and you're like, okay, they're, they're important. They have a million followers. They got to be doing something. So based on that, there's a lot of people faking it, right? They're trying to fake it till they make it. So what's your opinion on people who are, you know, buying followers and when you recommend that it's a good idea? <laughs> I think it's a terrible idea. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, probably four or five years ago, there's a way to like get free like coins on this app and you can like buy followers with that. Terrible idea. It kills engagement. Nobody's like actually liking your content. I feel like it looks worse even having like a million followers and then like getting like 500 likes on your photos. Kind of going back to the thousand true fans thing. These people, like they're fake, they're fake followers. So like they won't buy any of your products. And like, if you just want the clout, then sure, go for it. But like, I feel like at the end of the day, like if you're trying to pursue social media, like full time, like you, I mean, you have to make money from it in order to keep it sustainable. So I, I see no point in, um, in buying fake followers. Yeah. I agree with that. So you're, you're big on monetizing social media, like the 1000 true fans, like you, obviously you see the value in social media. You're not just doing it for ego or just for fun. Like you're using social media as almost like a business platform, which is, you know, the same mindset that I have right now, you know, it's a place to reach people and it's a place to kind of sell a product and to provide value. So you've had multiple sponsorships and affiliation programs. How did that all come to be? So like you said, you worked with Jed North. I know they're very popular here in Canada. So how did you come across something like that? And what kind of advice would you give to somebody who say wants to land a sponsorship with like a big brand? Yeah. Um, so I'd say kind of, most i mean all of this i feel like kind of does touch on kind of talking points we've had earlier but it's like kind of being just like genuine having having a positive message that you're spreading and and show that you're able to like start conversation and have have an influence over your fans if if you're in the fitness niche right say you have like a fitness coaching program right and you do like body transformations if you're posting those and and brands like uh what kind of like the the achievements you've had and like the success you've helped give their clients and they'll see that you may be able to provide, uh, provide value for them. So it's like, if, if you have all these people that you're helping get in the shape, then most likely they probably need fitness apparel, right? So Jen North, for example, or, or all these people getting in shape, maybe like a supplement company like Prozies or Optimum Nutrition or pretty much anything or like anything else out there. Like if, if brands see that you're providing value to your followers, um, then they will most likely find a, or believe that they'll be able to monetize um, your followers too. And at the end of the day, you'll be providing the brand value and then the brand will either be paying you or giving you free supplements. And that's kind of the trade-off right there. I think it's just showing that you're able to provide value um, for brands and creating professional content. So at what point did you know that you wanted to monetize and sell on Instagram? Was it when you reached a certain following or was it you met somebody who kind of inspired you to start selling on Instagram? So, okay. So when I first started Instagram, probably had a thousand followers for the first like three months. So from like July, late July until like late September, maybe October, 
um, had about 1,000, 2,000 followers, whatever. Um, and I would hit up people. I probably messaged 20, 30, 40 people a day uh, for about a week or two um, asking for shout outs just from like these big people, um, kind of dropping them a compliment and like asking to kind of share our audiences with our, um, each other. Yeah. Um, but what was cool about that, it was, so I was at like a thousand followers then, I'd be hitting up people with like 20,000, 50,000 followers with no expectation that they would give it back. Cause like in reality, like I probably wouldn't either. Um, but, but what was cool is that I developed um, kind of the strategies with the community pages and driving traffic to my own page on a, on a wide scale. And I ended up passing those people and followers probably by like December, uh, January. So it was already around 40,000, 50,000 by then in a couple months. And then they'd be asking me for like shout outs, even though like I'd been denied from them earlier. So I found that to be really interesting. And then I realized it's like these people have a need. Um, they were kind of stuck growing their following. So I had a method that worked for myself. So I thought, why not try to apply it to other people? So then once again, cold, cold message, probably 20, 30 people, um, pretty much everyone shut me down. And then one guy gave me a chance, um, did not charge anywhere near enough money, but got a testimonial out of him and got some confidence to actually start monetizing and growing other people's brands. And then came across uh, my buddy Bridger and Lee and hooked him up. And then he, he brought me some more connections. Great guy. Um, actually met up with him in Miami earlier this summer uh, for the first time. That was super cool. But yeah, it, it, it was kind of a snowball effect after there. And I definitely still have a long ways to go. Um, definitely haven't made it by any means. But it's it's cool what a few like connections uh, can do for you mm -hmm. um, and, a, and a few friendships there. So that's awesome dude and you know another thing that i want to talk about when it comes to like your growth and stuff like you did grow very quickly and you did uh you did build up your personal band brand successfully the thing i wanted to touch on now is like what uh what do you see yourself doing in like the next few years with regards to your personal brand and uh you know kind of like your financial uh goals and your fitness goals business goals and yeah. things of that nature i'd have the social media marketing agency full-time um, out of college. So like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm a student right now. I can be a junior. Um, so I have about two years to kind of do that. I'd like to continue pursuing Instagram marketing for like clients and stuff, but then also transition, uh, more towards working with businesses as well. So a full, like comprehensive marketing strategy for actually driving sales rather than just like growing Instagram followers. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like that's all cool and stuff with the Instagram stuff, but, um, I feel like like personally, I feel like I would have more impact just on the world and just other people if I was able to help these companies drive sales. So I want to transition more into that. And then with the personal brand, um, hopefully be at a point where um, I could be doing three or four sponsored posts a month and um, that would be enough passive income just to kind of run all this stuff full time. So don't really want to go down the, uh, the, the internship path. I didn't have an internship this past summer. Um, like a lot of other people here at Vanderbilt, but it was more just kind of focusing on um, the agency and then um, just getting out of my comfort zone too. So that was cool. Okay. So do you have any mentors? Because like I know you said you, with fitness, you looked up to David Lade and, you know, the aesthetic crew and stuff like that. But do you have any actual like mentors, like people you talk to on a frequent basis that kind of 
give you guidance and, and motivate you to achieve that next step? Well, yes, I would say, um, there's, there's a man named John, um, who I'm doing commercial real estate stuff for this fall and social media marketing too. And honestly, met him about three weeks ago, but already learned a good amount from him. I think just having a mentor is valuable. Um, because there's, there are people, and like, I say, honestly, a lot of my professors are, I would consider them mentors just because one of, one of my newest professors, like Harvard MBA, um, pro, uh, professor at Duke university at one point, And he, he worked at Bain for like five years and, and just hearing kind of their stories and then like what they've learned from their failures, I think is huge just to kind of have that experience from people that have already done it. And then also I feel like a lot of the professors at Vanderbilt are very willing to help students out so like the undergrad or the graduate school uh business head the head of the graduate business school here at vanderbilt too um also had a meeting with him and he just helped me through like random stuff um for the business and that was that was super super blessed to have him do that and if you guys have mentors like just reach out and like i feel like so many people want to help others so the help is out there honestly you just have to ask i would say and, you know, the funny thing about mentorship is that people, you know, often question, like, why would this, uh, you know, this old rich guy want to help me? Well, what can I do for him? Like, what, what does he gain from helping me? And honestly, it's just because they feel like it, it gives them happiness. Honestly, they're at a point in their life where they're so successful and happy with what they're doing that they, they don't really get much happiness just from straight making more, more money because they're already established with what they're doing so they find a joy in helping younger people i know myself that i've been doing fitness now for seven years and just exercising and when i see younger guys and they reach out and they want help i'll just i'll tell them whatever they want to know i don't be you know i don't ignore them or, or tell them like look online or anything like that i just <laughs> it's just something that you just naturally feel like you want to do because you know once you help somebody and then like they come back to you and they say hey man uh, you know, I gained five pounds in a couple months off what you told me kind of thing. So it makes you feel a lot better uh, in the long run when, when people, you know, come to you for advice and you actually can help people. Um, and that's another thing with the podcast as well. That's like the whole point of a podcast for me is, is to provide value for people, to so have people listen and to pretty much say like, oh man, he did that. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to do that. And Oh, I didn't know you should have a niche for social media. I just post pictures of my dog and food and, and beer and stuff like that. I don't have exactly. a niche, right? So it's actually cool to listen to somebody who's grown a, a big page and understand, you know, what they see to be important when it comes to actually building that up successfully. So sure. uh, I know we're, we're, we both kind of went up with fitness. Like fitness was our thing with our – with our growth and stuff like that, I've branched off more into fashion and lifestyle now, and you're more into, you know, you're into uh, fitness still and some modeling and stuff like that. What niches do you believe from what you see on social media are like the best ones to get into other than fitness? Yeah. So I, I yeah, I would say fitness and, um, I'd say fitness is probably the most saturated by far. I'd say, I'd say you can really stand out, um, by kind of going down the more fashion lifestyle route, especially with sponsorships too. Um, because like you can get a bunch of free clothing and and stuff like that the entrepreneurship niche also great way to make money but i i would advise staying away from kind of the whole guru thing because there's also so many people out there yeah. that have like 
here's how you can make a hundred dollars in one week or like here's like how you can make 10 grand and then try to upsell you on like a three thousand dollar course so it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah like like of course like i want to make money i know lucas you definitely want to make money too but yeah. it's like i'd say just try to be genuine don't be don't fake it and i'd say i'd say probably i i I would say kind of entrepreneurship motivation is definitely a thriving niche. I know the whole Gary V thing, like all those, all those kids want to be these like YouTube social media, like gurus these days. And I think that's definitely fine. It's just like be genuine. Um, honestly, I wouldn't really say there's like a niche that you should go for necessarily. It's really what you're interested in. There's definitely, if you wanted to do like rocks, like take pictures of like rocks, like there's probably like a lesser audience for that rather than fitness. <laughs> it just, it like it, it just like finding, just like know kind of like what industries or niches like would be most popular and then find a way to stand out. And I would say only really post stuff in those niches if you genuinely care about it. And it's, don't do it for the money, I'd say. I've done that in the past with other things and it like, it burns you out. And, and money is great and all, but like at the end of the day, like it does come down just to be numbers and it, it won't make you really happy. Yeah. You'll get dopamine highs. Like when I was doing cryptocurrency trading, dude, like it would be dopamine highs, but then like at some point it like doesn't really matter. Like it's, it's just another number. And I was actually talking to um, Zane on the podcast earlier. I got like way too invested in Instagram in January and would just be like on Instagram all the time. But I, I blew off a ton of my friends and then it like, they called me out on it. So grateful they did because I would have never realized. And I was like, I was blowing out friendships for like, just this like chase of like money and, and I guess the fame or whatever you want to say it. The yeah. The clout. Yeah. The Instagram <laughs> clout. And it's like, like I was just so unhappy dude. And like now, now the balance is a lot better. Um, I think it's really about being present, stay in the moment, just be, just be there for people. Well, my one thing I wanted to add with you know the niches is that I believe the you know entrepreneurship niche and motivation motivational niche is a great niche to get into, but I feel like it's reserved for people of authority. I don't feel like uh, any old person can just start trying to motivate people. I feel like you got to be somebody that has somewhat of a, an authority before you can motivate. So for example, Gary V, he's super established. Everyone knows he's successful. He got so much, you know, so many accomplishments and stuff like that. But say some dude in, I don't know, high school, who's just a student is looking up to Gary V and he's like, I'm going to start posting, uh, you know, how to make, <laughs> how to make, uh, you know, proper investments or how to make a hundred thousand dollars in a month or something. They can't yeah. do that. Like they're, right. it's, it's just almost like off limits to them. And that's the thing with all these fake gurus that you mentioned is like, I see their advertisements all the time, and then you read the comments, and people are like, "Dude, that's an Airbnb." I've seen that it was like, rent, like <laughs> you rented that. It's that's not real. That's and they're hilarious. talking about how it's their house and stuff like that. But yeah, dude, genuine. Be genuine, genuine, and you know, be just be who who you are. Like, just don't be fake on social media. There's so many people that you know put on this, I guess, mask when they're on social media, and they try to act like they're some like super bougie and stuff like that, and. It's all clout chasing, man, but, you know, it's, at the end of the day, people will know if you're being authentic or not, I truly believe, and there's so many ways now to know if somebody is authentic, like, you can, there's, there's apps and stuff that have been developed to uh, scan their followers to see which ones have been, like, created uh, robotically, like, they're not actual accounts, and then they test other accounts to, like, they, they'll check the email of the account and see if 
that account is actually a, a real person and then they give you like an audit of your account and it's it's crazy like you can't really hide anymore so it's it's funny for the people who are like 80 percent of their following are all fake bots so that's yeah, yeah. Uh, that's gonna end up burning them in the end if instagram don't just delete them all on those people but uh, they are too they, they they cleanse they cleanse instagram so often these days it's crazy. And another thing, I don't know if you deal with it, but you know, people are always just going to be hating on you, regardless. I, I try to, I try to talk a lot on podcasts and my Instagram page about, you know, cutting out negativity and, and ignore the hate. But you know, you can do, you can be as authentic as possible, and you'll still have people hating on you. Like I still, I've posted like my own, <laughs> like I've posted my reach, I've posted my profile views, my followers, like I've done everything. And there's still people talking like oh everything's fake and i'm like dude i've i've made a podcast on how i grew my following and like different steps you can take to grow and there's still people who just gotta hate on it for some reason so do you find that you have anybody kind of hating on you with like oh this dude thinks he's the shit because he's so many followers this dude thinks he's like better than me this like you know do you have any of that negativity coming your way at all um i'd say more in real life honestly um just from people at a I don't know back home or at school or whatever um but honestly like it's not honestly like it's not terrible online um there was some hate um I don't know I mean this guy honestly might be right and like I, I wouldn't say I'm the most like qualified fitness person at all um but I like did a post was like gonna do like a mini bulk and then like a little bit and there's there's just some guys like comments like you can't do that that's not how your like body works like get off instagram so i don't know like i just don't really see the point of you been like making comments like that but like i don't know he he probably does know more about fitness than me and maybe he's right but still it's just it, it's it's funny when people take the hate too seriously I, or like like they go out of their way to like give you dirty looks or something there's there's this girl at school that does that to me and it's, it just cracks me up every time um but yeah now now i just take it as a joke and um honestly it makes my day when that happens so yeah that's the worst thing man on instagram <laughs> or youtube you can be the most respected person and then in person you know people see you and they just think you're like this phony or something and they don't <laughs> they don't look you at the same way at all and i don't know it's it's a little bit crazy but yeah, dude, honestly, I time has been flying on this episode. It's been 40 minutes already. And, yeah. you know, you've definitely dropped a lot of bombs here with value. And, you know, I appreciate you, you know, providing that value. You do have a lot of knowledge on personal branding and growing your brand and fitness and stuff like that. So I do got to give you props for everything you've been saying. Uh, do you have any, like, anything you'd want to add or any kind of kind of final thoughts towards me or the audience with, uh, with this, this episode? Yeah, I, I mean, I was actually gonna say a little bit more on that last point. It was just like, I don't know, sometimes I wish that, so like when I meet people and they already know, so like when I meet people for the first time but they already know about my Instagram, it's like interesting because like I feel like treated differently. Sometimes like, dude, I just wanna like escape. Like this summer it was so cool because like I was meeting all these like new people in Nashville and in Miami and like just all these places because like when people see the instagram first like yeah it's a fitness instagram so like there's probably going to be some preconceived judgments there um but i think it's it, it's it's cool and refreshing to meet people who don't know me for the online personality and rather just for like 
me in person, if that makes sense. It's just interesting. I just wanted to add that point in there. But Yeah, that's, that I feel the same way, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I find that people, you know, they, they try not to, but they just, they always just will treat you different if they know that you have some sort of social media presence. Like, they'll, you know, they'll make the joke of like, oh, you're famous, oh, you're this, you're that, or whatever, and you're just like, dude... I just met you and like we're we're being chill like don't be talking about that <laughs> stuff like you don't need to exactly. be you don't need to be putting it on that level you know what I mean but yeah dude um it was a pleasure to have you I loved uh you know chatting with you about everything that you're passionate about and the things that you're you're very knowledgeable about um if you want to just you know lay your social medias here and just let me know so I can plug them in the the description so what's your Instagram and uh any other handle that you'd want to kind of drop here? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Instagram is Kikelamac. It's K-E-K-O-A-M-A-C. I also have a YouTube channel. It's just Kikela Macaulay. Um, you can go check out. There's some Instagram growth tips on there. Uh, not too many videos there, but maybe I'll start that up more. And then if you're interested in social media services, you can check out my website. Um, it's e2mediasolutions.com. And it's also in my bio on my Instagram. So thank you so much, Lucas, for having me on. I really appreciate it. And yeah, it, it's, been, it's been a pleasure and I'm sure we'll stay in touch and keep killing it, dude. You're, it, it looks like you have some amazing people coming on your podcast and I know you're dropping value bombs as well. So, Thanks, dude. I'm just, just grinding out, you know what I mean? Just, just, just <laughs> trying to get that grind going. I got some big plans with the yeah, podcast bro. and <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's just trying to get it all out on the table, you know? So yeah, all I got... <laughs> yeah it's uh it's definitely crazy you know i know for me just to see how far i've come with everything that i've been trying to do it's it's cool just seeing every little step add up and you know you can see how far you walked you can look back and say oh i've walked a mile so far and it doesn't feel like a long way because you're you know taking a little step here and there a couple inches every day but (laughs) damn man it adds up and i'm sure you understand exactly what i'm trying to say with that for sure anyways guys I will conclude today's episode right here. Go check out his social media pages. Stay up to date with what he's posting. He got some pretty dope photos. Anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, like always, rate five stars and leave me a review if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to share with your friends. Post on your social media. And anyways, guys... Until next time, peace. Consequence, I got this. I will not quit. And I'm on it, on it. I'm gonna launch quick. And I'm gone. It's just a matter of time before I'm over the time and moving on to my prime. Just